Welcome to Screencast, our only entertainment-based podcast where we discuss movies, TV shows, and streaming services. Um, we are live every Friday at 11 a.m., well, most Fridays, at 11 a.m. on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, but if you don't have time for that, that's fine. You can catch us on YouTube or Rooster Teeth now. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, in yeah. both places. Yeah. Also, if you would prefer just hear audio, we are on all your favorite audio services. So go ahead and give us those little likes because they mean quite a bit for us. I am your host, Kevin Coelho, and to my immediate right, Nick Scarpino, the man with the three-fingered review. Hold Nick, on. how you doing? Hold on, let me, let me get him out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, the wow. uh, I am doing well. I'm doing well. How are yeah. you? Good. Good. Uh, have you watched anything uh, new this week? Yes, recently. Uh, yesterday, I watched uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh. And I realized that's how you say his name. Wait, it's I'm not sorry. Grindelwald, it's Grindelwald. Because he's German. Oh. Everyone keeps calling him Grindelwald. Yeah. And now I call him Grindelwald, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's is good. That's is good. Uh, where did you see that? Was that on a... I just saw it on uh, on demand. I was just oh, rented it, yeah. It. For me, me and the missus had a little date night, and she was like, I was like, I want, I want to watch uh, either Spider-Verse or Harry Potter. And she was like, I'd watch Spider-Verse. And I was like, well, I want to watch Harry Potter. because <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, but we will be watching Spider-Verse next week, probably on that date night. But uh, honestly... Um, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I liked it a lot more than the first one. I It's super confusing, and the story is not well told, and there's a lot of backstory that you're supposed to just kind of know that, luckily, I kind of do because I'm a Harry Potter fan, but there's just moments where you could, they, you could tell they cut a lot of shit out of that movie and just needed to do some reshoots and just flat out ran out of money. Like, there's just parts where it cuts, and they're on the street all of a sudden. You're like, how did they get there? That's weird. Well, that's and then it cuts and it's magic, like, right? oh, just the character is just there. And you're like, oh, we didn't know he was here or he's just behind a wall. That's great. Grindelwald. Um, a Grindelwald. Ah. But, uh, but I like it. And what I like about it is it reminded me what I like about Harry Potter movies, which is that it's not about the beasts or the spells. It's about the characters and all that other stuff is just backdrop. And it's just, it's just a means to tell these fun, uh, intricate character I stories. I God, I thought you were going to say it's not about the beasts or where to find them. That would have been a lot smarter. Uh, but no, I like this because we go back to Hogwarts the first time. And literally, I like I, I wasn't expecting it. And I wasn't expecting it to affect me as much as it did when we saw the doors open and then see them on the bridge and all that stuff. Yeah, it was a cool I was like, moment. oh, wow, that's really, really cool. Uh, and I liked seeing Dumbledore. I like seeing the Defense Against the Dark Arts class again. It's just really, I'm like, dude, I, these are all the things that really touch or, or that get me when it comes to Harry Potter. And I didn't mind uh, Eddie Redmayne as much in this one. As I did before, uh, uh, but I, I really liked uh, Zoe Kravitz in, in, in it, and I, I, I didn't mind Johnny Depp as the bad guy as much. Yeah. Although I still hold out that Colin Farrell would have just been an even better bad guy. It's, it's unfortunate that he was so good in the first one. Uh, I, I think that this this movie is miles better than the first movie. Well, but the first it still movie, has a lot of problems. Yeah, it's got a lot of it's yeah. got a lot of narrative problems. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of structure problems and a lot of. I mean, it is just plumb confusing. Like, I watched it with someone who does not have uh, a knowledge of Harry Potter like, as deep as I do. I'm not saying I'm the foremost uh, authority on this, obviously, like Cool Greg and you have read them as well. But I, I know enough to be like, oh, Lestrange, like, that's that's a that's a family that we know mm -hmm. and I could think of and kind of go back into my brain and be like, okay, they're kind of related to Sirius Black a little bit and like yeah. this and that. And they're a bad family, usually Dark Wizards, Voldemort, all that jazz. Uh, when they get to Nagini, I was like, oh, right, that's cool. That's kind of fun. Really? Uh, Nicholas. Cool? Nicholas Flamel was in it, and I was like, "Oh, the fucking yeah!" yeah okay. And we see for a brief second the Sorcerer's Stone right in the background. As he opens yeah. up the guy. I was like, "Okay, totally useless to have him in that." He did nothing, uh, and so there's a lot of a lot of 
I think it's at 37% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And I would say it probably deserves to be at a solid 45% or 50 But as a Harry Potter yeah. fan, we'll take what we can get. Yep. You know, if you're if you're really Will into we? it and this is all we have, I'll take it. Fuck it. All right. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Shockingly, like, yeah. It wasn't a great don't movie. Say shockingly, like we don't well, agree see eye to eye on things sometimes. <laughs> movies, sometimes. movies, not so much. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like I'll take what they'll give me. You know, yeah. at this point, yeah. You guys have low I, standards. That's right. Uh, yes. For Harry Potter. When I'm it comes sure. to Harry Potter, a very low standard. Yeah. But to be fair, um, they they there were just some very wonderful moments, and I thought Jude Law did a really standout job as Dumbledore. Yeah, he was great. And I thought they did they handled the relationship between him and Grindelwald like very very well mm-hmm. without beating over the head with it. Or I thought it was just good. Mm. Um, and you know I thought there's a lot of stuff I just I think they tried to pack too much in and they were either like hey we need another movie on this which they're going to do but in this movie I'm like we needed 30 more minutes explaining what the fuck was going on and then the end you're like what is going on with the fire it didn't seem it just didn't hit the climax was kind of not there. It was dumb. And then it was, yeah, it was kind of dumb. But like, I thought, again, I thought Zoe Kravitz, it was cool seeing the French yeah. Ministry of Magic. We're back. We saw, we saw the, the London Ministry of Magic, which I thought was cool. Yep. Um, I didn't realize how much I missed Harry Potter in Europe and in London uh, as opposed, like in, in America. I love America. Don't get me wrong. It's my country. These colors don't <laughs> USA, run. USA, but, uh, but it's Harry Potter is, it should be in England and seeing it in Paris. That's kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah. that was rad. They really uh, preyed on the nostalgia to make up for the terrible story that they were They telling. certainly did. They, and you know what, Barrett? They fucking got me. Yeah, good. <laughs> right, good. Uh, they fucking got me. Anything uh, else? Or? get his last name. You know, oh, yeah. Dice. Um, yeah, no, the other, only other thing I watched that I think I talked about on Monday, it's hard because I watched these on the weekends, uh, was The Inventor, which is the documentary about Elizabeth Holmes, uh, the person who wanted to do the, uh, the revolutionize the way we do like blood testing. So she was kind of like it, she was the person that in Silicon Valley it was like we're gonna make one drop of blood's gonna tell you all the things you need to know. And it's a great concept and super cool and very visionary. And it just she just categorically failed across all levels. And it is, I mean, you'll watch it and you'll get just t- amazing amounts of uh, a fire fest talk in it because it's just biting off way more than you can chew. And then trying to dig yourself out of the hole and then worse and worse and worse. And now she's facing criminal charges. Uh, and also recently finished uh, uh, elementary and started psych back up. Congratulations. Back on psych, huh? Congratulations. Yeah. Very exciting. Because Tim asked me a very important question yesterday of like uh, people that I'd want to meet, and I'm like, psych. I want to meet the entire oh, cast of psych. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's That'd people cool. that I want to talk to. So we'll look forward to that. And to your right, my left. Tim, Cool Greg's older brother, Gettys. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, I thought of it outside, and I was very excited to do it. Um, uh, I watched a couple a couple cool things. Okay. Um, two of them, fantastic. One of them, not good. Were they fantastic? With beasts? No beasts. Okay. No beasts well, in this one. Well, debatably. Um, free Solo. Mm. The documentary Ooh. about rock climbing, specifically about free soloing, which is climbing without any gear. Crazy. Yeah. Any ropes or anything. Like in Mission Possible 2. Exactly. If which, only uh, we could fly. Uh, going up uh, Half Dome, which is a mountain in Yosemite that is... Like, if you take a dome and cut it in half, and he went up the half side. Like, he went up 90 degrees. It was freaking insane. It's insane. Uh, you recommended this documentary on this show a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, and I was intrigued. But seeing as Gia is in the climbing community, she, isn't She's one she of was us. like, oh, we need to watch She's this one thing. of us. And I'm like, let's go. Let's do it. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially coming off of MI2, yeah. where it's like, oh, you know, I need little, I needed my fix. Um, this movie was insane. It's what, a, what a great movie. Um, I feel like the or documentary, they did such a good job kind of explaining the world, explaining the lingo, um, why it all means something. And by the end of it, I was just like, 
you know, you're you're both rooting for him and against him in different ways, which mm-hmm. I think like that's the sign of a great documentary where it's like they didn't just present him as this like superhuman guy that can like climb anything he wants. It's right. like, no, 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 at any moment he can die. And should he be doing this? Yeah. Probably not, but mm-hmm. there's nothing that can stop him. It's very interesting. Highly recommend it. It's uh, on U- on Hulu now. Mm-hmm. You can rent it and pay for it in pretty much anywhere. But um, I do highly recommend it. The cinematography was insane. What I really, really appreciate, because we're into this type of stuff, like the, the shooting of it, they, there's sections of the documentary that are about how you shoot rock climbing. Yeah. Like, Which is oh, fascinating because that awesome. in and of itself is difficult. Yeah, and also I, I one of the things that I thought was most poignant about it was when they're like, they they the team is a secondary character in this because they're all really good friends. They've been climbing together for years, and they cut to the director, and he was just like, he's so genuinely conflicted about this because he's like, I know he's going to do it, but I also might be filming my my best friend dying. Yeah, like think about having to go out there and not knowing when he's going to climb, and then when he does, you might get a shot of the person that you're closest with, like fucking, fucking falling, falling to his death. And you kind of see the team slowly kind of uh, it wears going, on going crazy over the months. And I don't want to spoil like moments, but like there, there's scenes where you see the team and they're filming, and like there's this one guy in particular that's like, I just can't look. Like I, yeah, I, it hits a certain point. He's like, like, he like checks to make sure he has the shot. He looks away, and then it keeps cutting back to him. And he just kind of like moves the camera a little yeah. bit, and it just looks like he just can't look. But yeah. but also they're like super conflicted because they're like, he has Alex had the the main character. This has to focus, but by 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 just definition, if we're there, we are another element that could break that focus. Jeez. So he's like, our biggest fear is that I do something. Like, one of the climb, one of the guys, yeah. like my biggest fear is that I do something that throws his concentration off and, he, and I fucking kill him. Whether that's me hitting a pebble that, that yeah, falls and that hits, falls him, and hits or him or whatever. him just looking over and seeing, and seeing me, me. And having a moment of thinking like, Hesitation. like, fuck, if I fall, they see me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, having yeah. human connection Jesus. makes this more difficult. That's terrifying. Fascinating he's, a, he's in another documentary as well about climbing in, um, in Yosemite that's really, really cool. It follows the whole history of the climbing community in Yosemite, and I mean that with no pun. It's actually yeah. about the community and how they came from a bunch of people that were just literally sleeping in the park to the point where they had to ban them, people from sleeping in the park because it got bad. But it follows the people that would climb El Capitan and then with ropes, and then the, and then it started to be a competition of can I climb like, faster? Yeah, yeah. Gonna, and then finally, some guys like fuck it, I'm just fuck the ropes, and did it in like two hours or whatever. Yeah. That documentary is on Netflix, right? I believe so, yeah, and I yeah. can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I can't either. But I'll look it's, it up. Right it's now. really good. I've also seen it, and it's fantastic because yeah. It, yeah, it talks about all the history, and it it's a lot more lighthearted. Yeah, although they do right. go over the fact that some people like, and, that, and that's what's scary is having seen that they talk about how. One of the guys who was the most famous free solo climber like ever, they were like, he's just awesome. And then one day he was there and then one day not there anymore. This guy, I, I honestly would say that this documentary, 10 out of 10. For oh, it's so one of the best. It's probably one of the best documentaries I've ever watched. Yeah. Easily. Me, me wow. too. It was fantastic. I was, I was engaged the entire time. I've never been that stressed out. And like, oh, yeah. like I was like Kevin sweating. Like it was, it was like crazy. Why, Tim? Oh, hey, the, th- there's no other way to explain that. You know what I mean. <laughs> Having said that, if you need a, if you want to watch this and then you immediately need a break, watch Too Funny to Fail, the the story of the Dana Carvey show, which I recommended on our po- on the podcast on Monday, and I hope Greg watched it. It is one of the most hilarious looks at a fucking utter categoric failure of a show that was the de- that, that you will ever see F- told from the perspective of the people that powered the show and the least of which was Dana Carvey uh, Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert and Louis C.K. was in it as well um, it is hilarious watching these guys try to do something so ambitious and so fucking funny to me that just fucking 
bombed. Yeah, G and I bombed. got that queued up for. for it's that. so fucking funny. Um, the other two things I watched were both stand-up specials. One of them was uh, Amy Schumer's. New oh special. yeah, how was that? I She's, don't think I could recommend this to anybody. Really? Damn. And I I would say that I am a defender of Amy Schumer mm-hmm. for the most part. Her stand-ups have never been my favorite thing, but like I think that that she it can be very funny. I really enjoyed when she had the show on Comedy Central. Uh, full transparency, I never watched the show. I only watched the like breakout sketches mm-hmm. that went on YouTube, but I watched hundreds of them. And no, they like, were genius. And they were really, really good. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. Of course, there's some, yeah, some duds, yeah. but like they were really good. And uh, I remember her first special on Netflix, I think it was. I was like, all right, this is, it's fine. It's fine. Her second one, the leather one, I was like. Yeah, the one where she was, well, this is always the problem, right, with, with a lot of stand-ups, is that they get super popular, then they make a lot of movies, and then they go, you know, I can make a lot of money and keep my fame going with a quick stand-up special that I, that I bang out, but I just don't know that they're putting, like Amy Schubert just does not have the time to really put into a solid stand-up. Having said that, I'm sure there are people out there that like it, but I'll never forget well, when I watched. she does, because she's pregnant. And she's just kind of chilling around, like not getting roles based on her being pregnant. So she's just like, I like she goes through it in the special. She's mm. like, I kind of had to do this because uh, it's all I could do. Damn. Sit yeah. And write things. And like a lot of the jokes are about her being pregnant and throwing up all the time and like mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like there's some things that I'm like, OK, cool. But it's like and I hate to say this, but it's like Ali Wong did it better. You know, and it's Ali like, Wong's a fucking killer, though. And, and Ali Wong and is, is a Wong killer. Either, but, I love her. Um, oh, I really but I love her. Last her specials. First, this special, I think, was a a step down even from the leather one. The leather uh, one, I couldn't get. Fi- I couldn't get through ten minutes of it. I was just wow. like, but but it's not because of. It's just that's a different style of humor. It's the same with Kevin Hart's big special. Is it just? It's so hard for me to watch a stand up in an arena show where they're in a fucking like Madison Square Garden or like they're playing to fifty thousand people. It just feels like. That to me is just so not, a, it's not intimate like stand-up She was at the be. Chicago Theater where we performed once that's at Let's fair. Play Live. Yeah, that's, that's, a lot, that's a little bit better yeah. at least because yeah. that's only like 3,000 Did, did you ever watch Dane Cook's one where he was in that giant arena Mm-mm. where it was on a circular stage? Oh. That I was like, that. I'm typically with you with when it comes to stand-up when it's those giant arenas, they're not great. But I remember the Dane Cook one in that giant arena. He did a great job. It's just like to me, stand up, the audience has to be there and you have to feel like if you're watching a video of stand up, you have to feel the audience is really there. Yeah. And I just don't like anything that's shot. This is my, my problem with a lot of the Netflix specifically produced stand up specials is they never show the audience or cuts the audience. And so you don't have a concept. You have a concept that there's like editing happening and maybe some sweetening happening. Yeah. I just like it more. Like I love when they're in a theater, you can see the audience, they cut to the audience, we're feeling that that room and you feel like you're a person in that room. I don't love wa- thinking like feeling like you're gonna you're watching the Super Bowl and there's someone a little tiny person in the middle of the field. Right. It's just that it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know? Um, but the other special that I did watch that just came out yesterday as a recording is Nate Bargazzi. Okay. Um, his special is called The Tennessee Kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, if you look, it's gonna be on the trending sure. now, like right. the thing. Holy shit, it was good. Was it good? So, so damn funny. Like, I, it was very solid. Not the funniest one I've seen in the last year. Um, but I always love when I see new people that I haven't noticed before. I mean, like, mm. like he got the Twitter follow. You know yes. what I mean? So it's like that, yeah. that, that says Excellent. something. He reminds me a bit of my humor, but with Andy's delivery. Yeah. That's and it's good. like there's something it's about it combo. that's like yeah, yeah it's like it's really it's really funny and uh, it's just a lot of observational stuff that's like really not um, 
interesting, but like just, he uses the the funniest words possible to say what he's trying to say. Um, I highly recommend it to both of you. I think that you'll you'll definitely get a kick out of it. But then I realized he was actually because by the end of it, he, he talks about this. He was in the standups. He had one of the oh cool the uh, standup bits, and then because people uh, liked, liked so his much, episode yeah. so much, they gave him a special. Oh, that's really uh, that's cool. Great. Which, is, which is really cool to see that they're kind of creating yeah, uh, the progression of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he totally. I didn't remember him at all from the, from mm-hmm. the standups, but uh, this special was was really good. You didn't go back and like check those. The, the, I'm planning to okay. either tonight or right. whenever. I wonder I how many time, of the same jokes, or is it a totally new? It's totally new until huh? maybe the last 15 minutes, and like his whole gag is like, um, "Hey, I know I'm here because of this. Uh, I got some updates." And then like he like quickly says the joke. Um, but then he's just like, but here, here's since then, here's what happened. And oh, that's it's, rad. It's pretty funny. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I didn't watch much this week playing too many goddamn video games. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I did finish Game of Thrones. I am fully done. Oh, man. Season seven. Not as good as I remembered it. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still good. It's just the second to last episode is one of those like where it's like, I feel like there's a lot of like movie magic to like make sure that everyone stays alive, even though like. More people should have died, but it doesn't matter. I remember yeah. a lot of people when that season was first coming out. A lot of like hardcore fans were like, "Ah, this is getting too fan servicey." And yeah, stuff. I remember a lot of people being more split on season and seven. I than we think remembered. that back then I defended it. Yeah, way most more, people, but like most now it's like didn't like it. But me yeah. and Kevin were hardcore on the because like, it was all fucking shut hype, up, dude. Book reading nerds, you know? Yeah, what yeah. nerds. Fuck <laughs> <Jeez>. books. <laughs> um, but yeah, rewatching it, there's like, why is why are you making this choice? Just to look heroic and like, oh, now you found that you should be freezing to death. But yeah. it doesn't matter. It's still good. It's still awesome. Mm. Uh, what a great adventure that was. It took me like four weeks to go through it all. And uh, it was a lot of division breaking that up. I would have done it faster. But yeah, it's it's great. What a great show. I, gotta, I can't away. wait. I can't wait. Won't come soon enough. All right. Uh, that's no issue. Uh, the uh, documentary I was talking about earlier was called, I believe, called Valley Uprising. Which is, if you guys want to check that out, uh, as an amendment to Free Solo. Uh, that's the one about the climbing community in Yosemite. In both Addendum. the... Addendum. What did I say? Amendment. I think amendment also works, no? Really? I don't know. Isn't no amendment knows. like to fix or change? Yeah, you're right. All right. Um, time for some housekeeping. First, I want to thank our Patreon producer, David Mintel. <laughs> I'm going to look it up now. Uh, sure. Uh, thank you, David. <laughs> and yep. uh, Correct. Next, uh, we are going to Kansas City, and we're doing a meet and greet, and we're doing all kinds of crazy panels at the Kansas, Kansas City Comic Con. Is that what it is? Yeah. Planet Comic Con? If Planet you're watching Comic-Con. this when it's shown live or when uh, the day that it goes live tomorrow, we'll see you there. Yeah. In Kansas. There being the Flying Saucer Draft Emporium in Kansas. We are going to be there from 8 p.m. to 11. So if you're in Kansas or in the Kansas area... And it's going to be Saturday tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see you then. The Missouri area. Can't, did I not say Kansas City? I get it confused literally every it's, time I it's, say it's, it. I don't know why they do it. I don't it, understand. Yeah. That's like calling it San Francisco, Florida. You're like, no. 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 There's one San Francisco. There's one Paris, France. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like but there's Daly another City Paris. and then there's, there's South another? San Francisco. And it's like, why South San Francisco? Further than Daly City, which is technically South San Francisco. You know what I mean? But if if you look at I'm the map, Google South San Francisco things. is also South 
I mean, there's Brisbane, but south, like Brisbane. Guess what? L.A. is South San Francisco too. Sure, sure. Some bullshit yeah. uh, fuckers. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you're watching that. All right, let's calm down. Fuck you. All right, yeah. this this show is brought to you by our sponsors uh, today. That's Me Undies and Four Hymns. But more about that later. <laughs> Did you see the article that he tweeted out that he Instagrammed out? That was on the Hollywood Reporter. That someone wrote. I, I, I think this is real. He might have been fucking around, but someone wrote an article in the Hollywood Reporter how I survived. The thirty-year-old man that was screaming like a little girl in uh, in the us screening, and it was fucking Josh. You're an Josh Pakuga, dude. Was it actually Josh? Yeah, I think it was. That's I think it was. really yeah. funny. Um, now it's time for some news. New, 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 news. News. All right, our first news story. Not one that we all care about, but I wanted to bring attention about mm-hmm. it because it's a lot of people out it's, there. It's do. crazy. The supernatural to end after recording record-setting. 15 seasons oh, on the CW. Jesus Christ, they're making 15 money. 15 seasons. Alyssa's crying somewhere. Yeah. If you were to ask me, Kevin, ask me this, okay? Tim. Sit, repeat after me. Why? You Tim. 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 How many seasons did Supernatural When did Supernatural end airing? <laughs> when did Supernatural end airing? 2004 would have been my answer. Yeah. I would have said right around the time Nickelback decided to all just shoot each other in the head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think that's the year they premiered. Yeah, 2004 was the year Supernatural started. Yeah, that's the year they premiered. Supernatural is the longest running live action fantasy TV series in American television, and it's coming to an end. They put out a nice little tweet where they all have this very like somber conversation about be like, it's over. Mm. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. Supernatural is one of those shows that I you just forget has a insane fan base. The insane. most insane fan base. Fifteen well, seasons. That's crazy. That's a lot, one of them too. It's oh, yeah? just. Who would it's be so about weird that? that I. It just. It never. I. Ne- I've never seen a single episode of Me it. Neither. Never one episode. It's a great and show. It, it has its ups and downs. Oh, every show does. But I mean, I, like I said, I'm watching it through Psych for the third time. So like, you think maybe I'd branch out a little bit. Well, you have 15 seasons of uh, Supernatural. Oh, I can't wait. Maybe hold that in my back pocket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's exciting news. Uh, next news story is Netflix is testing a mobile-only plan that costs less than $4 a month. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. It so is interesting. It's I very what interesting. The strategy is there. Well, the so the strategy they probably looked is, and were like, we had we, 90% people watch it on their phones, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't like think that's true. Strategy, then. I don't think that's true for our market. Their strategy is they're trying to get 100 million people from India to sign on. Mm. And the numbers in India, they're much higher on mobile devices. But if they're higher on mobile, uh-huh. why would you want to... Because you have to go where the trend is. If if you have a total, if you have a gigantic user base that's just watching on mobile, but that, that do, gives you data. Yeah, but if they're doing that and paying twelve dollars, why would you drop it to four? I don't think they mm-hmm. are. They're they know that the that people use their phones more in in gotcha. other countries. Okay, cool. So yeah. the data is not there that Netflix is being watched right. more. The data is there that people, people are, are using their phones more. Ah, exactly. exactly. That yeah, makes yeah, a lot yeah. of sense. And uh, so they're going to try this new new plan out. It's it's starting in different countries. I don't think the U.S. has it, mm-hmm. but it's just an interesting strategy, something that, like, with so many streaming services right now, that we're going to get, like, a new service plan. And I, I, I'm hey, interested if other people start doing that to. as well. Like, they're, we're yeah. in the experimental phase yeah. of all the streaming services. Mm-hmm. They're gonna all Everybody's going to have to figure out what they can do differently and what's going to work, and then you copy each other, copy each other, copy each other, until you're in a situation similar to 
Xbox and PlayStation 4, where it's like they're the same thing, just with differences here and there. But it's like you need to have a baseline of what it means to be a video game console. Mm -hmm. You need to have a baseline of what it means to be a streaming service with these features that are expected from you, right? Yeah. And I think it's going to take a lot of different services kind of pushing different buttons right, and like trying to figure out where the right thing that well it's also is. I mean this is also always going to be in flux right this mm -hmm. is just a constant we're seeing a level of competition that we've never seen before mm -hmm. right now because it's moving so fast like you have to remember like back in the day in the 80s and 90s and like even early 2000s we had networks and then cable but that was pretty much it now we've got companies that are moving at fucking lightning pace they're getting real time data and they can just they're just they're going to be doing crazy shit yeah. and it's great and it's every single freaking month there's someone new entering in Apple just announced their stuff Disney's got their stuff Netflix is probably like Ooh, we're feeling the heat a little bit yeah are either of you guys interested in like a mobile plan only? No, yeah, no. Right. But like, I like watching it on my giant TV. Options you know, are great though. Yeah, I do. I mean, I watch a lot of Netflix on mobile when I'm traveling. So like, if I'm traveling by myself or if I'm in a hotel, like I'll just. It's sure. so much easier. Like I don't want to touch the remote control or, or deal with whatever fucking <laughs> 1996 user interface the hotel that I'm at. With call the it 64 control. Yeah, or it's like a, to no. It. Do you not always bring your laptop with an HDMI cable so you can just plug into I it? I sure don't. I sure um. don't. Mostly because I like to just like I, I, I've developed this this past time where like when I've traveled by myself, I'll just I'll watch stuff on my phone or at a restaurant or whatever. Take it back to the hotel, watch the rest of it, go to sleep. You know. I mean, the phone's going to be in the hand no matter what. Yeah. The, the night. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The wink was so necessary. <laughs> this, oh, my God. I feel like this would have no. been great. Stop. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. I hate it. I feel like <laughs> this is not a bad option if, like, college Kevin mm -hmm. could have taken this instead of, like, paying the full price or having, like, some family plan where I was just stealing the thing. Yeah. Man, kids, you know, yeah. the thing is the cool kids these days, they don't even have TVs or apartments. They just live out in the world with their phones. Homeless people. Oh, that's are they homeless people? Yeah, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, exciting new stuff. Speaking of uh, new streaming services, Apple officially announces new streaming service, Apple TV Plus, which will debut this fall. Man, they had a whole like conference for it and gave out so little information. I, and when I say that, I mean like. They talked a lot about their shows that they're going to be doing, but not about when it's coming out officially, like a date. And they also did not put out a price. Here's the thing. We saw this recently with uh, Google Stadia as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are at a new place where, and I, not to use video game analogies again in this episode, but I think that there it is one for one here where we hit a point with video games where you can't announce every game and have people understand it's going to be coming out in a year and a half, two years. There can be the Death Strandings and, you know, um, Last of Us Part Twos and things like that. That's like, th that's coming in. But you still then need the the Fallout 4s. You still then need the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate where it's like, announced, coming out later this year. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. get that going. I feel like when it comes to the streaming services um, and for streaming platforms, cloud stuff, it definitely is a lead with the good news. How much it costs, when it's coming out, that's not going to ever be good news, right? Get people excited about what the service is going to be, what the service can do, what the service is going to provide you content-wise. Mm -hmm. Get them excited about it so that eventually when that stuff does come out, you've already rationalized that you're going to get it, right? right? And I really think that that's what they're trying to do. And I don't think that that's the worst thing because we already – Google would – Apple would be stupid to put out – it's price uh, information right now because what's Netflix going to do? 
just adapt now, right? In the same way that Google would be stupid to put out the Stadia stuff because they don't know what Microsoft Nextcloud is going to do. So I think that you know they're playing their the cards correctly. It just doesn't seem like that at mm. the time. I, I feel like with the Google's Stadia presentation that they did, that made a little more sense in the, in the sense that it was like at GDC, so it it was kind of seems like it was that whole doc or the presentation was directed to for developers more in my eyes. But like this was like a big Apple event. I just seem, yeah, but it th- seems yeah, but this. I think they're the same thing. This is not a big Apple event in the way that they're like, it's the new iPhone event every, mm-hmm. like, Apple has so many events every every year and it's like, some of them are more high profile than others. This sure. was not one of the high profile ones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird to me because for me, like, obviously I don't really care about the tech behind anything and, and I, I love Apple, don't get me wrong, but like, content's king and it's all gonna boil down to what they actually have and if the shows are good, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I never thought that I would necessarily be a Hulu user. I'm on Hulu a lot now because they've got some shows that I want to watch. Yeah. So I don't know. They got, they got a lot of creators on this mad. They got Oprah on the on the web page. Yeah. Well, what's Oprah gonna do? She's like two the documentaries. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And Jennifer, <laughs> they got Oprah, Jennifer Aniston, and J.J. Abrams. Uh, yeah. So I have actually a list of all the shows that the they list. announced. Give me the shows. So Spielberg's doing an anthology series called Amazing Stories. Oh, that's which cool. Looks interesting. Isn't, didn't he used to do that? Isn't that? A, isn't he bringing that Brian back? Is he? Let me look. I'm not familiar with Amazing Stories. As I feel a, like that's an older story. story. This is another mm-hmm. interesting one. Is uh, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston introduced uh, a show that they're calling The Morning Show. How about, how close do you think that's going to be to the kind of funny morning show? Very not close. How close do you Let think me read you the description. <laughs> Very not close. <laughs> Which will take an honest look at the complex relationships between women and men at the workplace and engage in the conversations people are a little too afraid to have unless they're behind closed doors. Uh, this show will address like the complicated exactly culture what the morning show comments. used to be. Open door bathroom policy. Open no, door bathroom no, no, policy. How many times do we discuss the intricacies of that? I would say many. We're still discussing We're it. Far too many, I'd uh, say. Amazing Stories was, in fact, an 80s anthology t- mm. uh, TV series. So it's interesting that, that Spielberg is on board with this after very recently being vocal about how, like, um, streaming service movies... Like shouldn't be going to Oscars. Well, he was he was vocal about how he he thought that if it's playing on through a TV, it shouldn't be eligible. But it's not like he's not going to go there and make some cool content for it. You know, he's done TV series before and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess amazing stories. <laughs> Maybe he was a part of that. I just jumped to logic there. I'll look it up. Uh, let me see if there's an, any other. Also, Spielberg's not stupid. He realizes that the that the landscape of of theatrical releases is changing. Yeah. Well, he knows. Uh, there's also also fuck Netflix. Jason Momoa and. Alfre Woodward introduced C, the sci-fi series about experience the world without the sense of light, sight without the sense of sight. So, which reminds me, there wasn't there a movie that was very similar. Yeah, there was one with Julianne Moore where everyone, where everyone just their lost sight. the yeah yeah. So, I, I never saw it. Yeah, I just remember that. I, I, that that one came right around the time in my book where I was like, well, there's that, and then there's the movie with Mark Wahlberg where the trees are killing people. I don't need to see either of these. Yeah. I don't need to see that either of these. Movie. Uh, it's the Kumail Nanjani, I can't say his last Nanjani. name. Nanjani. Nanjani. Uh, introduced Little America. These are human stories about people, particularly designed to help obliterate the notion of the other, which is also interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then J.J. Abrams and singer Sarah Borelli introduced Little Voices, a funny romantic show about a young woman who has to find her voice as an artist and as a person through music. 
None of this sounds like at None all it, interesting right? to me that I would. Well, let's put it this way: if this stuff were on Netflix, I would queue it up and never watch it. Yeah, this, these are all these shows. I mean, I'm like, oh, I'll put that on there, and then maybe I'll look, and maybe the misses will have watched it, like one, and be mm-hmm. like, we don't need to watch it. It's just interesting strategies for them to come out and be like, look at all the shows we're gonna have, and for I feel like. I certainly not excited about any of those shows in particular. These sound like off-season HBO shows. 100%. And so it's like... They sound like weird shows on like NBC that I would like, oh, that show's on still? You literally just said that because Amazing Stories was like... No, you know what I was thinking was that (laughs) the show that everyone keeps telling me about that I'm like, I'm never going to fucking watch this show. This Is Us with Milo Ventimiglio Mm -hmm. where he's got a mustache and I'm like... People are like, oh, it's groundbreaking. I'm like, eh, can't groundbreaking. how fucking groundbreaking could it be? It's on NBC. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Or NBC, NBC or CBS, whatever. Oh, it, Christ. I just can't imagine people being like, I need this. Nobody hey, does. I they did the introduce Apple. the Apple credit card uh, in case you were interested in, in, in trying it out. You know? Sure. I, I look at it as Apple needs to get into the content game. They have to. Mm. This is, and I, and it's one of those things where when, you know when Amazon but Prime got it, when Amazon got into it. People said it's not necessarily about about dominating the market. It's at least having like a foothold in the market, or at least taking some of the competition away and and making Netflix feel the burn. And like I don't know because Disney's getting into it and they're going to dominate. Apple it, so. changed the game when it came to media and going digital and cloud stuff and yeah. all of that. So it's like in the, the audio side, and it's like with video, they also. You know, it's easy to forget that so many people consume their TV exclusively through Apple, through iTunes, Mm -hmm. buying shows, buying movies, you know? Yeah. So it's like all of this, it's going to have an audience. I'm not interested. You know, like there's very few things that can uh, get me to sign up for a a streaming platform like this. And those aren't it. Disney stuff, that is. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's a perfect example, right? Everyone, you have a huge install base. You have Apple TVs in a lot of households. Why not give them something to watch that you can make money off of? And that's, that's what you're seeing now is you're seeing a lot of people going like, Hey, we gotta have, we gotta have our own shows. We gotta have our own proprietary stuff. And it's going to be interesting to see the next five years, how all that gets divided up to when Netflix only has their own original content. Disney has original content. Amazon Prime and nobody wants to play nice with each other and license shit anymore which will never be the case but you know what I mean like yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a battle of the original content and to be honest like there's just not that much stuff out there that really it, it, I shouldn't say it interests me I'm saying there's so much okay stuff that it's hard to want to watch any of it does that make sense yeah where it's like there's a lot totally, of yeah. <laughs> good stuff out there when you have like it's, is it good enough for me to be like this is going to stand above the rest that's the big question and stand above the stuff that I'm already paying for. Right. Like long yeah. gone are the days of House of Cards, where House of Cards was a fucking thing. Right. Like, Whoa, this is groundbreaking. I right? totally like, disagree. I think that like we're in the, the heyday of that right now. I think we're I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot more competition is what I'm driving at than there was before. There's a lot of good shows. And that's the problem is with with Apple coming in. Sure, they'll have some good shows. Are they gonna be that much better than Amazon's good shows mm-hmm. and Netflix's good shows and Disney's amazing Star Wars shows? We'll see. Yeah, I get what you're it's, saying. It's tough and I actually agree like like there when um house of cards came out it was one of very few originals now there are a lot of originals so like it is very much like back then you just needed like because it was one of the few originals you just needed netflix to watch that now you need all these different subscriptions yeah, okay, sorry, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, that's I, the point I, he was making it's yeah just, i agree with that i was yeah. saying it's just like it's a good thing because it's like no, i feel it's like a, yeah, oh it's, it's a great, great thing for yeah. the consumer i'm just saying it's i'm, I'm just saying it's it's going to be there the battle is harder now than it's ever been for these streaming services to differentiate themselves and to really carve out carve themselves out and it's there's just a ton of content right i mean it just it, it's just so much content you also have to remember they're you know they're competing with the likes of youtube and all that stuff for for attention and it boils down to that it's all about ease of use at the end of the day. And I think that uh, I, I can 
say that from experience with my TV, my uh, LG that I have. It has the, the OLED. Like he's over there flexing again with his big I didn't, LG. I didn't mention the OLED, but, OLED, but there you whatever. go. It's 65. It's, it's a beautiful uh, TV. No, but the thing is it has the OS in it, right? Like the smart OS, right. which is now standard for TVs. So they and did any TV going forward is going to have that. And the more different systems it has in it, the easier it is to use. Oh, yeah. Apple's going to be a part of yep. these going forward. We won't even need an Apple TV. It's just going to be there. And guess what? Every day when I turn my TV on, me and G are trying to figure out what to watch. We pull up Netflix, and once that's over, it's like we go to Hulu, but the, Hulu doesn't update as often as Netflix, and you get to realize eventually, like, I guess I'm here on Vudu now. You know, I'm here, like, Amazon Prime, let's check it out. If there was an Apple thing, we'd get there eventually. Yeah. And it's like, I think that that is the uh, world that we're getting to, where it's just like, it is the the equivalent to back in the day, just flipping through channels. Oh, yeah. But you're now right. flipping through services. services. Oh, no, but that's, and, that, and that is the big thing, right? It's like, especially for those of you, you guys have both cut the cord, right? Oh, you still have no, no, no. Cord. I still have cable. Oh, you still have cable, yeah, 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 but you don't, right? And so that's the thing. You, you now I guess ha- technically I you do. Have, yeah, you have YouTube TV. I have right? YouTube TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, for me, that's that's the thing. Is like I still have cable, so I just have even all, I have those other like hundred channels that I never watch. Yeah. Except last night, for some reason, I watched four episodes of Botched. Oh my god, I love this show. Have you guys watched this? No, I have no idea. Botched, I can't do it. I botched it. plastic surgeries. And these oh, guys no, come and fix them. That sounds awful. Oh, it's horrible. This girl had a tail, like a ducktail. Like a ducktail. Like Thank a ducktail. They had to cut it off. They cut it off like it was a like a, like right. a fin. It's really disturbing. Stop. I don't want to hear any more about this. Um, and just r- real quick, um, they also announced that they are coming to LG, Samsung, and eventually. It's going to take a little a bit TV. longer. I miss that function so Dude, much. Dude, it's so awesome. Oh, I know. Yeah. I had it on my Panasonic, but it just they just were like, this TV's too old. We can't support this for a really? moment. Really? Yeah. It's like, it was so cool because you'd hit the Netflix button and we'd just like pull up your Netflix. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the, the ironic thing for... Me is the Netflix app on my TV is better than the Netflix app on my Xbox One X or my PS4 oh, Pro or like yeah. it's like it is the best Netflix app. Why is that? I don't understand. I don't know. I've looked into it heavily and I can't find an answer. Like there's no reason no why idea. on my laptop it's not outputting at 4K, but it isn't. Yeah, it's a fucking bullshit uh, world. Speaking of new streaming services, there's another one. Why is there? The uh, Criterion channels launch. Uh, launching a new service. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really going to be the title of TV streaming services. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 100%. So what it's going to have, it's it's going to have way too expensive, way too bougie and no one will want it. Just the very few people who want you're ta- it. You're talking shit about Cool Greg's hey, sh- thing? Sh- sh- don't let him hear. Cool Greg! <laughs> don't let him hear. <laughs> so it's going to have all of the Criterion collection and also Janus films. I'm not sure. I've never heard of that collection this. before. But it's also going to have a whole bunch of extra stuff, which is like a whole bunch of um, like short movies mm-hmm. and a lot of like interviews with the directors. Is there a price point on that? Yeah. That's cool. It is $10.99 a month yeah, or $100 a year. And right now, there's like some special sale going on. Um, it launches April 8th. So it is only $90 a year if you subscribe now. Mm, okay. uh, cool. It's interesting. I don't think I have any real like desire to get it. But there are a lot of good movies on the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Uh, a lot but of good I, West yeah, Anderson movies I just there. Don't have, I, don't have, I don't think I have yeah. a TV good enough to warrant like high quality 4K conversions. I'm like, eh. No. I, I don't really tell the difference, truth to be told. But it's just so interesting how many people are jumping in on this. Well, they, everyone realizes exactly what Tim said, that this is yeah. the new cable of the, the next however, fucking forever, yeah. right? Is that they know that people are eventually going to go away from Comcast and just have that little bar that pops up. And instead of having there be channels, it's going to be the streaming services. And that's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. Things right. will never be the same. Now it's time for some 
Avenger news. Oh, dude, Avenger news. We can talk about some posters right now? Yeah, dude, let's talk about some posters. Uh, so Avengers put out a bunch of awesome posters. Mm-hmm. What was it, like 36 posters? It was way too many. Mm-hmm. 32. Way too many. 16 and 16. Mm-hmm. So Perfectly the, balanced. The big, as all things, things should be. Yeah, there you go. The big thing is there were a bunch of confirmations in there. I don't... Not cons- a bunch. There's two. Two. <laughs> was there two? But we also got people that are alive. Like, I uh, guess they're like happy. Like, yeah, you know, we didn't no, know okay, about okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, like, th- I think Three. that there's six in total that are really? worth noting. Yeah. Give me them. Uh, so, people that are alive. I, I don't consider this spoilers. These aren't spoilers. I just want to make sh- they aren't that spoilers. clear. I will fight you. All right. So, people that are alive that we you don't didn't, want to fight me. Tim's not going to fight We you. didn't I'll know fight for you. sure <laughs> are Happy, Pepper Potts, mm-hmm. Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and Wong. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then people that we didn't know are dead that now they've confirmed is Shuri and I thought there was one more, but I don't have. I think it might have just been Shuri. Mantis too? No, we knew about Mantis. Maybe it was just Shuri then. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Okay, five. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Again, I my argument for why these aren't spoilers is like, if those are spoilers, then the trailers are spoiler. Anything's marketing material. The way that they're handling this movie in my opinion, is not spoilers. It's very controlled. They know what they're showing us. They understand what their product is, mm-hmm. and they want to surprise us. They don't want to ruin this, and they've proven this based on how little they've shown us. If they were showing us hella action scenes like normal movies normally do, I would be like, oh, I wish they didn't do that. Yeah. Here I'm just like, yo, guide me. Guide me to this end game. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, I... I, I it's interesting how many people have gotten upset and like we're tweeting and being no, like, "Oh, these are just spoilers. like being upset about shit like this." And it's like, yeah, but it's just one of those things. Like these, the the, the people they're confirming are alive now. Like it's such a small list that, like, for the most part, have been like side characters. It's cool. Like Wong is is really useful because he can make the portals. And like use those as weapons. He did Infinity War. Yeah, but he bitched out in Infinity War. You know, what I'm he saying? didn't bitch out. He was sent back. He sent himself back. He no, someone story. was like, all right, yeah, go back to... Oh, you're right. No, yeah, he you're right. He sent himself he back because he's a little punk-ass bitch. Yeah. And it's just interesting to see all this... Uh, I thought the posters were amazing. I thought that they all look great. I love how many characters there are. Like, I, I feel like that was a, a conscious decision to show. Like, look how big our universe is. Look how much people care about characters. John Favreau's on a poster. Like, that is a statement. I love it. I think it's freaking awesome this universe so that they cool. created yeah. and so many of these characters mean so much to us uh, mean so much to so many people isn't it crazy they can put out 32 images and that like that's exciting and also Rocket Raccoon's poster so is amazing cool. so cool I love him yeah. alright well sticking with Marvel news this is a rumor not a rumor but like people are in talks Angelina before Angel- that there was also Spider-Man posters yeah, yeah there was three Spider-Man posters. Cool. I, they were they just happened. him chilling on like different um, European they, areas. They yeah, literally monuments. look like the homecoming posters, but now it's in London. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's it. One, I wasn't now. super excited. I didn't do too much for me. Did it do anything for you? No, but I mean, hey, mm. far from mm-hmm. home. Uh, so in the next news story, Angelina Jolie in talks to make Marvel debut with Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah. Now, we were discussing this earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't care about this at all. Like, it doesn't, this, I think that, um, what was the other one that we were talking about? The Inhumans. Inhumans really kind of showed us that, like, yeah, sometimes Marvel can fuck up and then just be like, no, never mind, never mind, never mind. And, like, 
I know so little about the Eternals. Like, I understand that, like... They got a big dog. Well, they... Oh, that was the Inhuman, sorry. They put... This one well, had the big dog. The Inhumans? Yeah. Okay, I heard they had a big dong, and I was like, <laughs> where is that coming from? Travis why Parker. Do you, why do you think so <laughs> yeah, little of me? Um, I get what you're saying. Here is my argument to that. That was a different time. That was during a time when they did the thing where they announced their entire slate, mm-hmm. and Inhumans was the end of that. Right. That was during a time when there was no chance in hell that Fox was going to be um, involved Fox. in the MCU. That was a time when Spider-Man had no chance of being in Civil War or being in the MCU. Everything world. changed, right? Yeah. When they made that change, it changed so many different things. Movies got pushed back. Infinity War Part 2 got renamed and we lost uh, Inhumans and they turned it to a TV show. You could tell that things were happening and that movie got lost not because it wasn't going to be good, not because of whatever. Just like, well, fuck, we don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. Right? Because they had a plan. They know Well, they, they still were, they did a TV show that was not very but popular. MCU did it. Marvel mm. Studios did it. Like, that's TV stuff. Mm. Like, that, whatever. Who cares? Right? Um, what I'm saying is we don't know. Because this is an interesting time where we don't know what's happening officially after Endgame. But because this is the first time that we haven't had official confirmation, this to me is more real than the Inhuman stuff. Because are you going to tell me the Black Widow movie is not happening? It is. Yeah. We don't know. It's not confirmed. But like it's happening. It's just whenever and they, I think Eternals is the same thing. Whenever they go with something that's, I don't know, I guess like with Guardians and Black Panther, like it, they did such a good job bringing those in and making us care. But like... Eternals, like, do you know anything about the Eternals and very, the Deviants? Very yeah. little. Right? Because uh, right? they, they, it's, it's two factions, right? Eternals and yeah. Deviants. And then the, they kind of led to mutants, right? Didn't they lay the seeds in? I, I honestly don't yeah. know. I don't care. I yeah. believe in them. Like, that's my thing is, like, yeah. the, I believe this movie's happening. I believe Shang-Chi's happening. I, like, anything that we've heard of in, like, more than once. Mm-hmm. I think, think it's going to end up happening, right? Because, and I only say that because we don't have that like lineup that's going to span four years like we did last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that this has a much higher chance uh, of happening than not. And I think that this casting news, I think that she's in talks. That I feel like with this, like Angelina Jolie is a big name, right? And like the times we've had like really big names, people have become big names. I, I feel like things haven't gone super well. Like, Natalie Portman is a big name that they put in. Anthony Hopkins, another big name. Those are side like, characters, though. You think that she's going to be a main character? Yeah. Because I, I can't imagine her being not super expensive, you know? I, I mean, I'm sure she is, but, like, you got to figure, like, the, they're investing in the future. They need mm-hmm. some big names because Robert Downey Jr., no matter what his uh, plan is, plan is like, what, what his, he ends up in Endgame, he's not going to be in every movie. Chris Evans is not going to be in every movie. Yeah. And really, Trevor Down Jr., he's the, the one that cost a bazillion dollars, right? But he wasn't a big name when this started. I mean, he was a big name long ago. Uh-huh. But, like, this, like, uh, the MCU has made him a big name again. Absolutely, but he is Same a big name Same with now. Chris Evans. Like, he wasn't a huge name beforehand. Like, it's weird to watch... Um, Scott Pilgrim and see him in it and just be like, oh yeah. shit, that's yeah. Or also, is, wasn't he also in not another team movie? Like, yeah. there's so many yeah, moments where it's like, man, it's crazy that like your captain fucking yeah, America. yeah. I mean, I, I guess there isn't a good a great example of like mm-hmm. somebody that's a huge name, but 
I think actually Brie Larson. I'd say you could. Well, probably it's weird. Make it's weird because Angelina Jolie is just kind of in a league of her own, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. almost cheating. Because uh, you know, there's a ton of people that are like huge but stars. How, how big has she been recently? Well, she I, has been doing a lot of work with like, um, like donating and starting, humanitarian stuff. Yeah, humanitarian stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't she working with the UN? She's always for a while? been. She's been doing that for a long yeah, time. But though. she has, yeah. And that's why I think she we moved into seen directing her for a long, for a while. Really? Yeah, uh, she directed Maleficent. movies. Uh, she did Maleficent too. Coming. She's up. not a great. I mean, she she's, directed Maleficent. No, no she's she in. was oh, in Maleficent. Okay, yeah, 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 so she right, directed right, right. Uh, the movie. I think she starred in about. Fuck, I don't know. I'll look it up real quick. But yeah. Yeah, there's that weird movie, right, where they go to like Italy. Oh no, that's that. She didn't direct that. You're thinking, of, you're thinking of The Tourist with her and Johnny Depp. Is that the one you're thinking of? It was Maybe. a bad movie. <laughs> that was bad. Maybe. No, the she Eternals, did Broke Down Castle or Brokeback Mountain. It's an know. ensemble movie, right? So it's mm-hmm. like they're going to need big stars, small stars. Who's going to die? I don't know. It's like they need a cast, right? And I think that you do tie that with a name because this isn't Guardians. It's not a ragtag group of people mm-hmm. that you're just putting together and seeing what happens. It's like oh, these cool. are Avengers in space. I'm interested uh, for Marvel to make me care about the Eternals, and I'm, you know, although I'm not excited now, I'll I'll have to hold and wait because mm-hmm. I'm sure once we get like a trailer or more information, we're all gonna be into it. Couldn't give a fuck less about Captain Marvel. Can't wait to see Captain Marvel in Endgame. You know, mm-hmm. they do that shit. Mm-hmm. Black Panther could not give a fuck less mm-hmm. when Wakanda Hit hit in Infinity War. I was like, God damn, let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, and our, with our last news story, HBO announces Game of Thrones feature-length documentary. Uh, Game of Thrones, The Last Watch, great name, mm-hmm. uh, will air May 26th on HBO. That's my birthday. after the finale. One week after, the, and it will chronicle the making of the final season. It's a two-hour-long Game of Thrones documentary this May. At the end of it, it'll just be a tile screen from HBO that says, please don't unsubscribe to HBO. Please, please. We'll get something else. I, sw- we'll I swear. Watch we'll Barry. Something. Barry's Barry's good. Barry's Barry good. Barry is good. Yeah. Barry's great. Yeah. But are you guys interested at all? Hell yeah, man. Me too. No? I probably won't watch it. Do you ever watch the featurettes after the episodes? No. I don't love them. Uh-huh. I've seen a couple. There have been I, some really good ones. There's always like yeah. a, a juicy tidbit in yeah. the 15 minutes or whatever it is, but then there's a lot that I'm just like... Uh, they're much shorter than that, aren't they? Like seven minutes? Oh, really? I think they're like mm. seven to ten minutes. They're usually not super long, and I because we're using... Uh, I think it's HBO Go or Now. I don't know which one it is, but uh, it go like now, just auto-plays it <laughs> yeah. afterwards, and it's just it's been really interesting to like, just leave it on and kind of space out and i'm actually really excited and it comes out on my birthday so that's i am also cool. i am here's my thing i'm looking forward to it being done and i don't mean that in any negative way i'm very excited for the last season of game of thrones i love that they're finishing it i love that they're not just driving this thing into the fucking ground uh once it's done though i have a very sneaky suspicion that i'll be like cool and we'll all talk about it and then i'll be like i never needed to hear about i, I don't need to think about game of thrones ever again until they launch the fucking the newer series the about new five series that a they're thousand talking years about? earlier 8,000 years earlier. I think it's going to be cool. I love yeah. behind the scenes stuff and I think that them announcing this and like having worked on it while it was happening is a smart mm-hmm. call because really that's good. why the featurette stuff always feels a little, a little bit more tacked on yeah. and that's less that feels more like director's commentary Yeah, as 100%. to like a produced Like an actual documentary. Yeah. So, but like it seems like HBO has been killing the documentary game. No, so, uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good documentary. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Um, their documentary team is probably one of the best in the industry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I just feel like close the door. You know what I mean? The relationship's over. Hold, Hold the, the door. door, dude. Hold the close door. the fucking door. No. Hodor 
is I love I love seeing him. Nothing. Go no, ahead. it's not. It's not. I'm not going to do a joke. Let's move on. All right. Now it's time for some ads. <clears throat> you probably spending about 90% of your life in your underwear. So don't think you owe it to yourself to make sure you're wearing the softest undies in town. Me undies <laughs> use the coveted micro modal fabric, which is a full three times softer than cotton. That is why Tim and Greg only wear me undies. These undies are so soft, they make Bob Ross's voice sound like Gilbert Godfrey's. <laughs> yep, you, you read it right. right. You got it. It's a great joke. There's it's another great, great one coming out. I'm too. wearing them right now. Uh, Want to ask me which ones I'm wearing? Which then? ones are you wearing, Tim? I'm Tim. wearing the ones that have all the uh, people that work at me undies, dogs, mm-hmm. cartoonized. So there's a lot of different dogs oh, on that's my... fun. I just I want audio listeners to know too that I looked down right as Tim unzipped his pants to look at his own underwear and I made I made eye contact. Let's just put it that way. With one of the puppies. There's I'm not wearing them right contact. now and I'm really upset about that. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Once you go me undies, you, you can feel back. that the, there's a difference with the hey, cotton. Once you go me undies lounge pants, yeah. let me tell you about those. Kevin. Never want to wear jeans ever again. Yeah. They're fantastic. They're, it's like having me undies, but all over your legs. Mm, that sounds great. Me undies has a great offer for our listeners. For first-time purchasers, when you order me undies, you get 15% off any free shipping. It's worth it. This is a no-brainer. Get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. Fact. To get 15% off the pair and free shipping uh, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. Is it a forward slash, backslash? Nobody knows. Slash it up. Uh, our next ad is for hymns. 60 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. I think there's a typo. I think it starts losing their hair by age 35. No, I think that's how it goes. They lose them by 35. Uh, thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easy to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Mm-hmm. That's why... You should be like Nick and Andy and go to forhims.com, one stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Woo. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. These are well known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Uh, these are prescription solutions backed by science. Nick, how you liking that for him? You like the like gummy stuff? Man. Yeah, I'm still using the uh, yeah. still using the uh, finasteride, the shampoo, and the vitamins. And your I like hair them. looks great, lustrous. Yeah, yeah. Order now. Uh, our listeners get a free trial. Get a trial month of Hims for just five dollars today, right now while supplies last. See websites for full details. This would cost you hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. So go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's for him F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash KFMS. How much of Zergnet do you think is just Emma Watson? Why are you on Zergnet right now? Get off of Zergnet. Got there from uh, the old show. IMDB. Just uh, taking me 2019 actors we lost. And uh, I mean, Nick, Zergnet. Lots of fun. But you know what else is lots of fun? What's lots of fun? Trailer talk. Let's talk about some trailers. Bun, 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 trailer talk, bun. We need like a song for this. Sure. Bear, give me a song for trailer talk. God, I hate him. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not Andy, dude. 
You're right. You're you not never Andy. will be with that you're attitude. Right, Barrett. All right. Let's you're talk not Andy. About, let's talk about our first trailer. <laughs> I love you, Barrett. I'm sorry. <laughs> Godzilla, King of Monsters. Sure. What? Just watched this trailer. Yeah, right it just came out today. This. Yeah. I'm gonna say. I was like, oh shit, I kind of want to watch this movie now. Yeah. Like all the Me other too. trailers, I've been like, this looks dumb. I, the first trailer. The first trailer was cool. I was like, this is an awesome trailer. Yeah. Do not want to watch this movie. Right. But like, I like the look, whatever. Second trailer, I was like, oh god, nah, nah. This one, though, I'm like, seeing the monsters fight in the air, and there was like a scene of like the jets coming in Did and blowing it? it up. I think there was much more focus on like, yo, humanity is. Like they're gonna destroy so many cities, but also the visuals look so damn cool. There was a shot where I think it was Mothra. It might have just been a moth because it didn't look 100 percent like Mothra. Like getting really zoomed hit, in on a moth. Yeah, getting hit by like fire. Like a little moth. I, well, like I, I don't know. Like a match fire. Yeah. He's fucking with you. No, what are you? Are you? No, I'm no, no, no. I was confused too when I in, in the trailer. It looked like an actual moth, not mm, so much Mothra as what you're thinking. Um, and it was getting hit by fire, and it'd be cool if they were just doing a little moth that was zoomed in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it seeing all those monsters got me all worked up. It kind of got me, man. Yeah. I was like, all right, this. It looked. This is the first time I'm like, you know what? I might be able to have fun with this movie. And you know what? Thinking about it, I feel like it was because there was not that many people in it. It was mostly monsters. That's true. That's and if true. they do that in the movie. They're I not, know they're, they're not. not I, I don't think they're gonna. <laughs> because there's other trailers. Like, so I've seen three trailers, I want to say now, including the one we're talking mm-hmm. about. The first one, I was like, oh, it's really cool. It was really balletic or, or symphonic. It had like really cool, kind of haunting music behind it. Yeah. And it was just a couple shots of Millie Bobby Brown and Vera Farmiga. And like, we kind of guessed smattering them, but it was mostly about just those beautiful shots of the monsters. And I'm like, this, okay, I can get into this. Then I think they showed another one where there's a lot of talking. I'm like, stop talking. Stop talking. Why are you talking? So many like, army people. And that was the so biggest military. Again, we, we've talked about this before but I'll, I'll say it again that was the biggest problem with the Godzilla that came out uh, Gareth Edwards Godzilla so I was like who the fuck cares about uh, Quicksilver this much Brian I, not, not, not that I don't like him but I, like dude I, I don't need to see you know what's more exciting than a nuclear weapon a fucking 80 foot monster fighting another 80 foot monster that's cool I see nuclear weapons at every fucking jo- who cares show us the monsters you guys like walked away from my desk uh, when we were watching this trailer because like just so everybody knows, we watched the trailer, but it was a, a minute long. And then when it ended, it said, "Watch the whole thing on YouTube." And we're like, but and then we're we searched on for YouTube. it. Yeah, we, and we searched, searched for it, it. <laughs> and then we found it. But then it was the same thing. Um, but there was another minute long thing that I saw, uh. and it ends with some woman. I don't know what the fuck's going on. She's like laying there, and she just goes, "Love, live, the king." And then you see Godzilla. King Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. The the shots of him just blowing his like energy fucking beam Hell into yeah. the sky, so cool. Yeah, yes. Um, all right, next trailer. God, that I want to talk about is Dora the Explorer. Yeah, oh. dude. Dora and the Lost City of Gold injected into my veins. I'm shocked that anyone is excited. Did not expect Barrett to be excited. I'm too. Because that's uh, not a trailer that I was like, oh man, that. I think you said it earlier this week that it looked like a spoof trailer. It looks like a spoof trailer that like didn't succeed at what it was trying to do. Because College Humor made a spoof trailer of Dora the Explorer six years ago with Ariel Winter, um, the middle sister of Modern Family. And it was hilarious. It was awesome. It obviously knew what it was trying to do. It was doing the Michael Bay gritty reboot thing. Like, cool. We get it. This seemed like it didn't understand who its audience was, what movie it was trying to be. There was a couple things that I'm like, all right, that's cute. Like when she was like looking through the, like they were hiding and there's people and she's like, there's three people out there. I'm like, that's pretty funny. 
yeah. she counts. Yeah. It's what she does. But then a lot of the other stuff, though, I'm like, there wasn't enough of that. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, here's a girl. Again, I say this all the time. I hate it when you see movies that create a world that I just can't believe in at all and don't follow their own rules. This girl is acting like a cartoon character. No one else is. That's kind of the point, though. But some characters are. But like, uh, and I don't like that. Uh, like her cousin pops I, yeah. up, and her cousin like uh, is Diego. Diego, and like it seems like he grew up out of like the whole cartoon fit. And On I, the I liked, yeah, and I liked that like sort of like uh, he's a high schooler now. Like yeah. the, the, we don't do that silly stuff anymore. And it's like her like trying to. It's it's not as uh, very stre- stretch of a comparison, but it's uh, kind of like uh, Mean Girls. Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me. It gives me very deep Mean Girl vibes, but that was but mean, a good movie. It's like a great movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. But see, what I'm saying though is that's cool. But then the world shouldn't act around her like it's a cartoon. She should not mm. get stuck in a school bus and have the school bus go because the driver wouldn't do that. You get what I'm saying? Why is the driver acting that way? Because it's a kids movie. It's a kids movie. But it's a Nickelodeon. It's a Nickelodeon kids movie, dude. Where's Nickelodeon's like? They're not like promoting it as if it's this Nickelodeon movie. It's a like, Nickelodeon. Watch film. this it, and then watch the Legends of the Hidden Temple trailer. That's a kids movie being geared towards kids with a very very clear focus. This is like a like hey. You know what? Adults can watch it too, type thing. Like yeah, they're, they're, I, I got that feeling too. <laughs> I, I think the, the the target audience is for like uh, late elementary, early middle middle schoolers, and I, I think they nailed it. It brought me back to the days of Dora the Explorer. I got hyped. I'm yeah, not boots, excited. It, boots it's isn't wearing boots though. It's fucked up. Wait, what? Boots the monkey ain't wearing boots. It's fucked up. Did that he was, wear boots in the thing? Yeah, that was his whole thing. I'm sure he'll we'll get a scene where he finds boots and puts also, them on. Also, where's Swiper? No Swiper. Where indeed? Swiper. Swiper. So did this do anything for you, Nick? No, not at all. I all don't right, really good. care about this. Yeah. I mean, this looks like a made-for-TV movie that has a really high budget, and I'm sure it'll dominate and crush. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. You don't think it's going to do well in theaters? Flop. You think so? Yeah. yeah, because there's no like, yeah. there's no audience. If any this, other movie you. comes out that weekend, that movie's fucked. <laughs> yeah, any other movie. Mm. <laughs> um, something I hadn't realized, and I saw it, like when I was doing uh, looking stuff up about this, that uh, Dora the Explorer is, is a play on Exploradora. Which means female explorer in Spanish. Mm. Oh, oh, I, didn't I, really, I didn't know that either. It was cool. Pretty cool. Uh, all right, next t- trailer that I'm more excited about is Booksmart. This fucking trailer is hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah. a good trailer. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. This reminds me of Edge of, seven, uh, Edge of, eight, Edge of 17, I think. Yeah, Edge of 17, uh, movies that are about teenagers that are smartly written, have a lot of charm and a lot of sarcasm and a lot of wit. Uh, the two characters in this, the two girls that are in this are fucking hilarious. Uh, shout out to, I forget the lead actress's name, but she was in Justified season two and she's fucking awesome in that. She's a great actor. And just seems like it's right up my alley. Like where she's like, all right, fine. This seems excessive. Shotgun. I'm just kidding. I don't have one. That Come on, dude. That yeah, shit looks funny. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you looking up, Tim? Uh, the, the actresses. I'm um, looking up right now. Book smart. So and by the way, you're talking about the shotgun girl that you're saying yeah. is unjustified. Who? What was the other girl? I, that's a great question. I'm gonna look it up right now because I I need to do that too. I enjoyed so, the trailer a lot. It, it definitely yeah. like it's not something that I'm like I need to see this in theaters, mm-hmm. but it is totally. A, I have AMC, I, so I'm gonna. Yeah, I I really want to watch this. Looks fun and uh, silly. In I will like a say good way. this to me is what I wish every Netflix original was. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah! Like I would rather this just be a Netflix original movie mm-hmm. uh, instead of a. Actually, theatrical yeah. release. I get that that's not mm-hmm. how things are going to work, but it reminds me a lot of like the set it up, the thing with Zoe Deutsch on uh, Netflix. Uh, Beanie great. Feldstein is her name, and she was in Lady Bean. Bird. Is probably where you saw her. She was, I think, the friend in Lady Bird. 
The Friend and Lady Bird. Lady That's the one I remember her from, I believe. Lady Bird was that movie with uh, Sear Shaw. No, no, I know. I remember Lady Bird. Oh, Where about, she about was Sacramento. in that. Okay, yeah. that's why. Who was she? She was the best friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay, okay. I was thinking about the other girl. That's why it was so hard to place when you guys said that. But I'm not going to lie. I, would you guys believe me if I told you that I'd watch the part where they dance like five times? Because I think it's fucking hilarious. It is the most Nick Scarpino they just get out and start dancing? It's good dancing. Of her oh, car coming yeah. up are to pick her up and she gets out of the car. Just, are we dancing? Like, We've all Lord. had moments like that. That's it's literally so, just we'll like can, a Nick and Andy scare right we'll there. We'll continue to have moments like that. Yeah. I want to blend this in with the next thing we're talking about, Good Boys. Because I really feel like these are just the same movie. I set them up on, next to each other on On just two different sides. Here's one about boys. Here's one about girls. And let's use the same trailer song in both. It's weird. Fantastic song. I think both these movies are going to be fucking killer. I think Good Boys already getting very, very high praise. Not uh-huh. out until August, but it was shown in South by Southwest. See, Good Boys, I'll, I'll disagree with, does not do anything for me. Really? I, see, but Booksmart looks like it's going to be clever and fun mm-hmm. and, a, and a fun commentary on like high schoolers and finding your identity and your sexuality. Uh, the other one just looks like it's a bunch of dick jokes. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it smacks very, very much of Sausage Party, which I couldn't get five minutes through. I was like, this is not smart at it all. It is just, and this is me saying this this is the basis level dick joke so that was humor. bad bad that's bad bad that movie was i, I couldn't get through it yeah. it's not good i think good boys is gonna be better than uh book smart well, just... to me seems so run of the mill of just like it is so paint by numbers so just like you know exactly what this movie's gonna mm-hmm. be and i feel like not to say good boys isn't but i think that that at least like we haven't seen a comedy like that in a while where i just feel like it's gonna these, be like these Teenage 16 year old girls coming of age stories, I feel are literally Netflix original shows or yeah. movies. It's like we get one every day. I month. just, I just hope that go- is a good boy. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just seems so one note. And like, how long can you watch f- like these 10 year old kids say the word cock and fuck before you're like, write something else, give them something else to do, these kids. You know what I mean? I bet I know, it's both like these it's movies super bad all over again. Yeah. Not well, as well done. Good boys will be funnier, but I think both of them are going to be like, fine. They're going to be right here for me. Good Boys seems like super. If Supernatural came out today and uh, Booksmart, super, bo- super bad, or super bad. bad sorry, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, it, how's it, where's it I going mean, with this Supernatural? Um, and then Booksmart seems like like an evolution of super, like super bad, like actually like growing up and actually saying some shit. Yeah. I actually didn't like the Good Boys trailer, where it's just like I could see myself liking this movie. I think that this trailer, I don't know, if it was the pacing or like maybe it was just too much of that humor too quick together, um, where it was like. Man, this is exactly the plot of Superbet. It's a bunch of little kids that are a bunch of kids that want to go to this party and need to get alcohol. Like, or what? what is, yeah, that was trying to get alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they ended up. And putting, that's this movie. They ended up pouring the alcohol in the Tide things, and I was like, yeah, How did you wash those out? That, well, he kind of like well. he just spilled it out. Remember, but yeah. he had like the green. Yeah. Superman's a great movie. It hurt someone. Yeah. With that. That was oh, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of vomiting happened. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like a good, the, the the what about the boys? The good boys is going to just be like that. It's going to yeah. be that scene in Four Year Old Version where they're just talking to each other on the chair, and it's going to be a lot of improv and a lot of naughty naughty words. And I just don't know if it just didn't it didn't grab me. Maybe the next trailer will. Yeah. I think it's super interesting that they're so young. Like it's like we've seen this story a lot. But not with like fifth graders, and I think that yeah. that's, and I, that's is, the, like, novelty the novelty of it. Of yeah, it, yeah. I'm like, yeah, at least it's doing something yeah. new. Yeah, but like I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen eighth grade yet, but like fifth graders that talk like like high schoolers, I'm like we've we've seen that before. I mean, fifth graders talk like that. They don't talk like that. No, they. Don't. I, remember, oh, they I talk definitely like talk like that. Fifth graders like that. aren't that clever. They just they 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 don't. I'll go. I'll be perfectly honest. I have no context for how fifth graders talk, so yeah. I'll back that it's off. It's fucked up. Place. Yeah, we used to say horrible things. Yep. Yeah. Because that's like when you get the superpowers, but you don't know how to use them. Yeah. And you just 
fucking blowing up buildings and stuff by accident. <laughs> All right, next trailer, which I forgot to add. I said um, last week, Stranger, Th- Stranger Things 3, season 3. I don't watch Stranger Things. I've only seen the first episode of season 1. I enjoyed it. I, oh. I know I'm going to like the show if I watch it. It's I just so haven't committed to it's it. So good. I watched the trailer, though, and I'm like, I'm missing out on the show. This yeah. looks freaking fantastic. There's yeah, only one like bad episode stuff. in those first two seasons. Yeah, and we, everyone knows and that's that. Only and we don't talk about that episode. This season. Yeah. We don't talk about that episode. But I'm just saying, it's impressive. Out of the first two seasons, there's only one, like... There's two. All right. There's the part, there's the setup for that episode, which was not especially good, because half of it was set up, and then there was that episode where you're like, get out of this fucking bad rendition of Heroes. Just get out of it. Yeah. God, that's very accurate. Good job with that. You were so cool. Get out of this. Dude, this trailer looks so cool, man. What I like about it is this feels almost like a totally different show. Yeah. And then at the very, very end, they bring it in, you're like, oh, right. The world's still there, yeah. Dark shit. Uh, I like the use of uh, Teenage Wasteland. I like the use of the the songs in it. I like that he's, you know, the theme of this whole series is we couldn't stay kids. We're not going to stay kids forever. Meaning we're not going to be in the basement. We're not going to be dressing up as Ghostbusters. We're out there living our lives. We're almost high school kids. We're thinking about girls and we're thinking about like we're not as tight-knit of a, of a group as we used to be. And like now, like they have the guy with the good hair from the Ferris Bueller commercials uh, who I love. I forget who was going to be an asshole that they killed off in the first season but was so loved and so good that they just wrote him to the rest of it. Steve, that's yeah, his name. Um, they got, you got so him great. and the other guy and they're friends now. Yeah. Like Steve he's not a little kid anymore to him now he's kind of just his buddy and even the girl at the hot dog like stick makes fun of that yeah. yeah she makes fun of that she's like how many children are you friends with and he's like fuck you like this is my friend like yeah. we've been through hell by the way you don't understand like we've we survived fucking some demon shit. monsters yeah. in the upside down <laughs> verse yeah. together God, so what so did you great. do today fucking give someone the wrong change and just suck it up girl i'm a fucking demon hunter steve and dustin are just the best it's brother a, duo ever it's a great combo time. Uh, this uh, this trailer just by itself makes me think that the cinematography for this season is going to blow the first two seasons great. out of the fucking water. You have to imagine they've got a tremendous budget for this. Oh yeah, yeah. tremendous budget. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm very into it. I I can't wait. And the I'm fact so that I excited. got my wife to actually watch it and love the first two seasons is oh, just extra for that's me. Cool, yeah. Because now nice. it's like this is date night. Hell yeah. And then the following weekend probably. All right. Now it is time for. Out this week. Nothing new on streaming services. Next week, we're going to have a lot because whenever the month starts, you get a whole bunch of movies coming out. Um, movies uh, at the theaters near you. Beach Bum. You watch this trailer? No. You haven't seen Beach Bum trailer Wait. at all? Wait. Matthew Beach McConaughey? Bum the Spring Breakers? The Harmony Carmen, whatever it is. It's, yes, it's Harmony Corin. Yeah, it's Matthew the, McConaughey. It's the spiritual the successor to, to Spring Breakers. It's a weird-looking movie. I he is imagine. a weird I, motherfucker. I'm not. I might just watch Spring Breakers again. Hell yeah. Look <laughs> at all my shit. I got lots of shit. So, yeah, that's out. Um, and also Dumbo. Nope. Which is not gr- getting great reviews. Hard pass on not both those. Great reviews. Very unfortunate. Isn't Shazam also? That's next no, that's weekend. next week. Oh, my God. Uh, Shazam is next week. NPR says... Beach bum is a balm, but spelled B A L M. Ah, what does that mean? Like lip balm? No, I know, but like, it, like it's a bomb. It's not good. Yeah, uh, uh. It looks like it's not good. Clever. Yeah, NPR it, real smart. Is it? Is like, that what they mean? That's just weird. Like I don't, I don't get the other meaning. Like I don't get the lip balm. You can't. Meaning. Yeah, you can't just use. You put on like lip balm. You put on balm for like sun, sunscreen. Because he's on the beach. He's a beach bum. Mm, maybe that's why I, I mean look man I'm stretching on this one I, I read the fucking headline we can just move on it's from the thrillist <laughs> if everyone wants to see the context of that 
All By the right. way, Fearless, excellent name for what Last week, I asked our bronze tier Patreon supporters, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what next fuck. Marvel saga... Challenge me, come you, at me, bro. Sorry. What next Marvel saga you wanted to see? And many of you came out, and almost all of you, almost everyone, said uh, Avengers versus X-Men, which makes a lot of sense. I think I, I could see that being like the phase two thing that they're building up to. Like the phase four, like the, the phase what, what five. I, no. What I'm saying is like that middle ground. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. have one phase after Endgame. Yeah, where they're building up the heroes we still have. Right, right, and then the end of the the next phase after that being Avengers versus uh, X Men. Like I could see that being cool, and then something bigger coming afterwards that has been connected all the way through. Versus um, X Men, they would have to do a lot to pull that off of like justifying why those two forces are fighting. Um, well, they'll find a good way. They're, they're new, you know. People don't yeah, like new things. People freak out. Yeah, but they so, won't be new at that he, point. I I wonder if if Avengers vs X Men will be the like phase ender movie, or if it'll be like Civil War. Well, that uh, sorry, that's that's what I'm trying to say. I see it being mid phase, like of phase yeah. five. When was Civil War? Was that not the end nope. of phase two? That's the beginning of phase three. Yeah, but I felt not like even then, not even the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah it was like the, well, f- the second. I'm talking third about movie. somewhere in that range. Yeah, like two thirds through the phase to be like the big, like this is what gets them together to then have the 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 big uh, fight with someone. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. So Jeremy Z says, for the next MCU arc, I think uh, it makes sense to take advantage of the fact that they now have the their properties back from Fox. Maybe lead up to X Men Avengers. Uh, X-Men versus Avengers with Galactus I'd personally like to see a version of Annihilation where the king of the negative zone Annihilus tries to take over our dimension I think that the Annihilus stuff may be a little bit too far it would be cool if that if what I'm saying is two thirds through that the the total arc it leads to X-Men versus Avengers which then opens the door like oh now we're going to go against Galactus or maybe we're far from Galactus. I think Doom. You, you don't think you don't think Galactus is the next big long. I just don't know that we're gonna get something like that. I think that I think it's gonna be a lot more splintered and like like not side stories, but like uh, it's not gonna be at. I think that within each arc, there's gonna be multiple end of the the phases. Mm-hmm. You know, and then mm-hmm. like eventually they'll have a big thing, but like, I don't think they're all gonna tie into it in the same way. I think Doom makes sense to like kind of keep go come back to keeping it grounded to just Earth, and, but still have enough of a huge villain force to get people all together. Yeah. Uh, let's Fuck, see. Dude, so cool. Which one did I want to read? Wes Wesley LeBlanc says, uh, "I don't know or care about the name of the saga, but I really, really want Doctor Doom to be the new big baddie." He needs to be brutal, charismatic, uh, fucked up, and Nick Scarpino bad. Which I don't know what that means. What's Nick Scarpino <laughs> bad? Sexy bad. Good. Oh, okay. Hot bad. You know, oh, like, oh, that like guy a hot, is Like a bad. hot dad. Like when you Where thought, hey, my friend's good. dad is hot. My friend's dad is hot. Like when you thought your friend dad is hot. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> that's horrifying. Uh, <laughs> like he's old, but like, he looks like he still moves some shit. I'd you know what I mean? <laughs> like sweaty thighs. still moves some shit. Um, also, at I am James Gurch says after the inf- Infinity Stone, Infinite Stone storyline, I think he m- missed a typo there. I'd like to watch a bunch of follow-ups like Doctor Strange and Black Panther, as well as Origins, the newly acquired heroes like Fantastic Four, building up to Galactus storyline, 
totally doesn't have to be a big build up as Endgame, but it would be cool for like Avengers Five story. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised be if we never see an Endgame again. Really? Yeah, it's a lot of characters. Like it you really have to is. Figure they did like, such with, a good with, job, and we're so invested. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, personally, I'd love to see Galactus. I'd love to see mm-hmm. them introduce Silver Surfer. I'd love to see that that like the more of a cosmic like thing. Uh, but who knows? Yeah, I, I do think it's going to be a lot more focused. Not necessarily shorter storylines. It can still be over ten movies, but I do think it'll be. Here's what's happening on Earth. Here's what's happening cosmically. Yeah. Here's what's happening. And that's the thing with Galactus too. You, like if they if he's coming to Earth, they they could do it. But then how many heroes would go would rise to fight him? A lot. Yeah, like it's it's very difficult to to have them not be present. So you'd have to actually work them in, you know. But he's One like a planet-sized we'll problem, you know. I just think that that is yeah. like end of phase five at earliest, and I think even then it's like phase six because I, I just I think that they're gonna like try to build out all these new characters in a different way that feels fresh because if it gets too predictable of like we don't want this to be phase one again where it's like every single thing that happens we know what's coming next. Right, mm-hmm. and if it's just like, oh, they're going to introduce new characters, and then they're going to work together, but then they're going to split up, but then they're going to get you don't even they can't yeah. do the same thing that they did for twenty two movies. I hope that this next phase that we're going into starts to build up the universe in like slowly introducing X Men. I hope that the next phase after that is all about X Men and how they fit into this whole universe, and then finally, I would like to see like a Galactus size problem. I want to see them hit a point where they're hitting four movies a year and that they're they're doing all these so things where movies. there is the, the different tracks going yeah. where they don't feel like they're all connected. They feel connected in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd love to see us not see Thanos before, like in the first yeah, movie yeah, yeah. and then build into it, but like have little hints here and there mm-hmm. that you don't realize until Til afterwards. Till later. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, they have been building this. We just didn't know. But the problem, one of the issues is that we're looking for it now yeah. real hard. Well, well. All right. For next week's bronze tier people, are you guys interested at all in Apple's services? And what could get you excited? What could get you excited? And also, what services are you using right now? And how do you use them? Are you staying on them completely or are you doing the limited time stuff? Let me know because I'm very curious. But as always, keep your answers nice, short, and tight. Like a tweet 280 characters. There you go. 140 characters, probably better. Sure. Uh, All right, that's all for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, If you want to keep up with us on the social medias where we often talk about all the entertainment stuff that we're experiencing, you can follow Nick at Nick underscore Scarpino. You can follow Tim at Tim Geddes. And you can follow me at Kind of Funny Kevin. There it is. And I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you. Screen your calls. We'll see you in the Screen your calls. Screen, why screen? Screencast, I don't know.